I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He's a very bad man. Where is he right now? He got 30 years in jail. He's killed people. She was murdered, and it was never solved. (sighs) He was white, and he was covered with sweat. Why are they here? This thing is just playing out over and over. They conducted the autopsy right on the prop. A gruesome day. Uh, The house might lash out at them. I don't want to be in here. There's something down there. (gasps) My name is Amy Allen. A lot of dead people are here. I see dead people. This is not good. I speak to dead people. He is very pissed off. And they speak to me. The house is angry. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. He's killed people. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. He got shot at his house? And I know every person, every house has secrets. Aren't you terrified being here? It's my job to reveal him. That sounds like something out of the exorcist. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. It's bad. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay... I'd like some answers. ...or time to get out. Amy and I conduct our investigations independently. We never cross paths or share any of our findings with one another until the very end. Hopefully, between the two of us, we can find some answers for our client. I'm in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, headed over to see a guy named Ryan. Ryan is a grad student who recently moved back into his family home. Trouble is, he spent his entire childhood terrified of that house, seeing and hearing things no one can explain. To this day, he's convinced the house is haunted and needs to know if he and his family need to get out. 
Even though I haven't opened yet and invited the dead to speak with me, I started picking up on flashes of death in the area. Lots of energy going on. I'm also feeling like there was some kind of nasty illness. That's just one of them had. I feel like I may throw up. Before Amy begins her walk, I clear the location of any photographs which might influence her. Old houses like this one can be difficult because over the years, residents tend to accumulate a lot of personal photos. But once they're removed, Amy can begin her walk. Someone is saying, something happened to it bad, bad. A lot of uh, dead people are very unhappy about it. And there's dead people that are miserable, uh, angry, uh, confused. The whole thing's a freaking mess. So Ryan, it's good to finally meet you in person. You as well. Now, you're a grad student, am I correct? Yeah, I came back home to take a medical leave. Why am I here? Basically, you're here to provide me some answers that I've been seeking for quite a while. This house has unusual noises. You know, sometimes when people aren't there, my family and I will hear things. But the actual seeing of what's here has just singled me out for some reason. I would tell people what I heard or what I saw, you know, and there was a lot of skepticism. And I just would like to know, you know, is this stuff gonna keep happening the way it did when I was younger? There's like one uh, older man. And uh, get the name Charles or Charlie. He really liked it here. He likes to futz around and fix things. Do you think anybody uh, is experiencing anything here that lives here? They can sometimes hear the noises from the old man fixing things. But he can't breathe, because death is weird. And I think it is heart-related. When I was about 15, I was sleeping, and all of a sudden I just wake up, you know, just in a second. and. I see a young woman, probably early 20s, late teens, 
and she appeared to have like a uh, Victorian style dress. The best way to describe it is like a misty fog. You didn't get a color of hair or anything like that? It was definitely dark. Okay. I had um, recently been in an auto accident and maybe a month or two after I'd been home, I started having this upsetting dream. The woman that I had seen by the bed said, you were just in an auto accident. If you don't want to help me, your little brother is next. I mean, I was terrified and I started screaming, but nothing was coming out. There's a female here, she has long brown hair. She's young. Uh, she's probably like 15. Uh... She's yelling, she's screaming, there's a lot of fighting. She's unhappy. Ah, they don't understand me, ah! It's kind of like that teenage angst. Okay, so Ryan, what happened here? I was home alone, um, and I started hearing someone coming up the stairs. I come out to greet who I thought was gonna be my mom or whoever, and it was the same woman that I had seen previously. She turned, she looked at me, looked forward again, and just proceeded to walk on straight. So she said nothing to you? No, didn't say a word. What do you know about the house? It's a pretty well-known house in the area. There was a young woman who used to live in this house. She was murdered, and I know they implicated her boyfriend, but they still haven't determined who the killer was. Really? I just want to have, you know, closure and understand if something's here, you know, who is it? You know, why are they here? When she's walking up and down the stairs, sometimes hear footsteps from a girl. Essence has been seen. The younger girl is stressed out and angry, like acting like this thing is just playing out over and over and over again. Robin, I spoke with Ryan, your son, mm -hmm. and he uh, told me about a specific incident in his bedroom where he got woken up in the middle of the night. Can you tell me anything about that? I woke up to a, a scream, probably trying to get out, and I ran into Ryan's room, and he just—he was white, and he was covered with sweat, and he held on to me, and he was 15, and 15-year-old boys don't hold on to their mother and not let go. Did you ever see anything in the house? Well. I was in the kitchen with my son, Ryan, and we were discussing whether we should have you come and investigate what's going on here. And then a pie pipe flew out of this cupboard and smashed on the floor. The house is different. Mm. It's disturbing. Uh, it's not good. angry, disturbed, 
house is angry. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I feel like the house might lash out at them. Sometimes structures have an identity all their own, and I feel that this house has one that is extremely disturbing. The house is angry. Why? Because they damaged its heart. They ruined it. Janet, thanks for meeting with me. You know the house I'm investigating. You had told me you house sat there back in the 80s. Yes. Was there anything that happened while you were there that you can't explain? Yes, there were some things that would never happen in a normal house. What kind of things? When I was taking the trash outside, the light in the attic flicked on. Were you there alone? Yes. Okay. Was there anything else that happened while you were house sitting? I was on the phone in the living room, and the phone in the kitchen rang. 
And there's only one line in the house. Yes. There's no cell phones. So there mean, were no cell phones and no party lines. Do you know anything about what happened at that house? Yeah, everyone knows about the Nellie Cropsey house. Nellie Cropsey and her family had lived there. She had disappeared off the front porch, and then I'd heard that you know, she'd been found in the river, and she was murdered, and it was never solved. Would you live there? No. I know this might be weird, but I have to do it. My spirit guides are telling me to lie down. I never second guess them because they help me communicate with the dead. Someone is saying there is blood. She pointed to the other man and said he's a very bad man up there. Ryan knows that a girl who lived in this house was murdered about 100 years ago. But why would she be begging for his help? Maybe she wants a killer to be identified. So I'm going to meet a professor who literally wrote the book on this case to see if I can get some answers. One of William Cropsey's daughters was a very lovely, spirited Nell Cropsey. And she began seeing Jim Wilcox. And they'd been seeing each other for three years when we get to the night of her disappearance, November 20th, 1901. It's a family that sadness seemed to strike after Nellie's death, Nell's sister, Ollie, became reclusive and she suffered colon cancer, a very painful death. Sickness like right here really hits hard. This was sick up here. Uh, somebody definitely like cancer. Very sick. So the night she goes missing, she's here with her sister? Yes. And Jim Wilcox. Right. Jim Wilcox got up to go home. Nell had hardly paid him any attention that whole evening. And he asked if he could see her out in the hall to say goodnight. And Ollie, Nell's older sister, nodded that that was all right. And a little later on, Ollie came out in the hall. There was no Nell or Jim. And fairly soon, it became apparent that Nell had disappeared. Um, 
like she felt trapped, um, trapped, um, and uh, you know she wants to be free. Uh, she's just pissed, and uh, you know she was always fighting and fighting and fighting. The man and the woman went off together. Did he ever find her? 37 days after Nell Cropsey went missing, she was found out here, straight out in the Pasquotank River. Right across from the house? Right offshore, yes. They brought her body up to a building out uh, back of this house, an all-day autopsy. They conducted the autopsy right on the prop? Yes, sir, with an audience of a couple of thousand people. Can you show me where? Yes, right around back. They turned this into a, a morgue of sorts. They laid Nelcropsy out here and brought in their tools, scalpel, saw, and conducted a two-part all-day autopsy. The coroner's report said that Nelcropsy came to her death by being struck on the temple and by being drowned in the Pasquotank River. Notes of a gruesome day. Were people just like, he did it and that's it? Many, many people thought he did it. And he was tried and convicted on pretty circumstantial evidence. Well, Bland, now that you say that, what were uh, some of the other theories that they had? There are an awful lot of people here in this community who have believed that. Uh, Nell's own father killed her. The ice bill for the Cropsies went up. And the, the gruesome conclusion that a lot of people made uh, was that they were keeping her body on ice. And the, uh, the other theory uh, really was that she had committed suicide. This goes with Jim's report that he had broken up with her. She's upset, she's crying on the porch. What does she do? She runs and down a pier and throws herself into the river. I just see this guy uh, picking off uh, tools. Cut them up. With what? Knives. Different knives. I see just people laying, like bodies. Female, a lady. And I think he's killed people. Ryan says a young girl whose murder was never solved is begging him for help and scaring the hell out of him. Hopefully, finding out who killed this young girl will bring everyone some peace. And now that I've got Nell Cropsey's autopsy report, I can meet with a forensic pathologist to see if I can get some real answers. Doctor, I sent you the report. You had a chance to look at it? Yes, I did. You know, the defense said that she committed suicide. Do you see suicide here? I don't see any indications of suicide in this report. I don't think it's drowning. Uh, her lungs aren't filled with water. What we do have is this glaring mark on the neck, probably due to strangulation. Doctor, if no crops, was strangled, what was it like for her? She would have felt intense pain as her neck was being compressed, probably would have 
felt her hyoid bones snapping. And smothering strangle, smothering, smothering, smothering. Mm. Her neck, I mean, it really cracked. She snapped her neck. After meeting with the medical examiner, I'm convinced Nell did not commit suicide. She was murdered. With Jim Wilcox behind bars and Nell's body discovered 37 days later, the question is, who did it? So I'm going to meet with a marine scientist who hopefully can help me figure out a few things. Dr. Ludwig, a lot of people think that Nell's father had something to do with her murder. Nobody believes that the body could have been floating in this river for 37 days and gone unnoticed. They assume she got dumped in the river right before she got discovered. They also say that Jim Wilcox couldn't have committed the murder because he was in jail when the body was discovered right by the house. How is that possible with this river? Now, I went and looked at the uh, weather records uh, from 1901, and there were several cold fronts that came through. Those probably had north winds, which would have sent her body downriver. The bottom of this river, uh, no telling what's down there that could have hung her up. It would have made it real hard to find her while they were trying to dredge the river. Apparently, in this case, her body was not decomposed. And that's what got people thinking that she couldn't have been in the water that long. Well, the temperatures were cold. And at that time of year, the sea life that is in the river are probably fairly dormant. So you're saying it's very possible that she was in the river this whole time? Uh, very possible. Everything in my investigation points to Jim Wilcox being the killer. But something tells me that this story doesn't end with his trial. So I'm going to the courthouse to meet with a local historian to see if she could provide me with more details. What can you tell me about the trial? Jim was convicted of second-degree murder, and he got 30 years in jail. But he only did 16 years. Governor Bickett decided to pardon him. Why does he get pardoned? The governor felt that after 16 years, he had been punished enough and he comes back to Elizabeth City? He comes back to Elizabeth City. What can you tell me about Jim Wilcox? What kind of guy was he? Jim was um, a kind of a strange guy. He was eccentric in his behavior. He always had been. He became an alcoholic. His life just got worse and worse. In 1934, Jim Wilcox put a shotgun under his chin and pulled the trigger. Can you see his face? I see him. Where is he right now? Up there in the hole. He's laying on the floor and he's masturbating and drilling. He gets overexcited. I think he killed him. 
women, female, female. I don't want to be in here. Three people who were at the Cropsey house the night now disappeared ended up committing suicide. One of them, of course, was um, Jim Wilcox. In 1908, the sister Ollie's gentleman caller that evening, Roy Crawford, he, he apparently went crazy and shot himself to death. Um, in 1913, um, Nell's brother Will killed himself by drinking carbolic acid in front of his wife and child. After Nell's murder, the sister Ollie, she continued to dress in the Gibson girl style of 1901. She was frozen in time, the year of her sister's death and she died in colon cancer, I believe. So there's a lot of tragedy attached to the whole case. It wasn't just the death of one young, beautiful girl. It affected several other lives. The young girl I saw on my walk was one of the most scared, angry, and frustrated I've ever encountered. So I decided to meet with a sketch artist and recreate how she appeared to me. Her face was oval. Mm -hmm. Tell me about her eyes. She kind of had doe eyes. They were dark. The nose. It's so hard to explain it. Like delicate. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you think? That's the girl. Amy and I haven't spoken to each other since we started this investigation. So tonight, we'll be hearing each other's findings for the first time. Amy, the reason we're called in is because Ryan, as a child and a teenager, was tormented in this house uh, for a long time. And he went away for school. Now that Ryan's back in the house, he wants to know if it's safe for him to stay in the house or if it's not. That being said, I'm going to turn it over to Amy and just have her describe what she saw on her walk. Well, the, the first person I encountered was an elderly gentleman by the name of Charlie. And what he does here is he likes to fix things. It could be a little um, creepy at times because what he does can sometimes be heard. You hear things in the house, don't you? You know, you'll hear, you know, just really weird noises that wouldn't happen. The other thing that I encountered was a female and uh, sometimes when I do my walks, I like merge with them. And she was suffering from cancer. Like there was somebody here who was really sick. I feel like my body is falling apart. And I feel like I want to throw up all the time. So I was feeling like nauseous, dizzy. I wanted to pass out. I'm just horribly, horribly, horribly ill. This actually made my walk very hard to do. So did she give her name? No, I was in her body. She was in my body kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Well, there was a woman a long, long time ago. Her name was Ollie Cropsey. 
and she died of colon cancer. Oh. But she spent wow. most of her painful life from the cancer in this house. I also came across um, another female, and she was between um, 15 and 19. And this was on the second floor. And she is full of anger, depression, and fear. She's yelling, she's screaming, there's a lot of fighting. She's unhappy. Like she's coming in here and slamming the door. And she was involved with a male and was having a hard time with him because she was always fighting. That's who I saw was a young, a young lady. And she was in the corner of the room and she called my name twice and she said, help me. Why won't you help me? Like she was like on the verge of crying almost. And that's when I just screamed as loud as I could. And my mom rushed in. She said I had like a death grip on my sheets. And the minute she came to me, I held her and I wouldn't let her go. This is the, probably the main reason we're here. thing about this house is back in 1901, uh, family lived here called Cropsey. They had a daughter named Nell Cropsey, who on uh, November night was here with her boyfriend, Jim Wilcox, and her uh, sister and her boyfriend. Her sister, Ollie, is her, that's her sister. The one had the colon cancer. Oh, okay. Nell Cropsey, later that night, went out on the front porch with the boyfriend, and she disappeared. When I first met her, what I felt was the neck snap. Initially, I was like, hmm, you know, maybe she hung herself because I knew with all the emotions. But when I feel people who have hung themselves, usually it's strangulation. It doesn't snap the neck. I may be able to clear it up a little bit. Um, no cropsy was the girl I told you when disappeared when she went on the porch. Mm -hmm. They found her 37 days later in the water. I got a hold of the autopsy report, the original. She had a bruising on her head that they blamed for her cause of death. I've seen a thousand autopsies. That contusion was not enough to kill her. She also didn't drown. She was dead when she hit the water. That being said, they did the autopsy from the clavicle down. They never did from the neck up. In my opinion, and I met with a forensic pathologist on this, we both came to the same conclusion. She was probably strangled to death. So Amy, you did a sketch of the girl you saw. Yes. Okay. She looks a little annoyed. Angry. Oh. It's okay. Just take a deep breath. Is that the girl you saw by your bed? I got pictures of no cropsy. 
What do you think? I mean, the face shape is, is point on. When I saw her, she was like storming past me and it was very brief. And I pretty much only got one side of her face. So this was really hard to do for me. She's done that to me. Okay, yeah. She did a quick look like that and just kept kept going, didn't say a word to me. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that somebody else saw a woman in the house? A lot better. Every time I would tell my stories of what I saw, there were very few that actually believed me. Yeah. And that was very hard growing up. So the next person that I encountered was outside in the shed. He was disgusting. He was a sexual predator. I just see this guy uh, pervert picking off uh, tools. And I think he's killed people. I see just people laying a lady. Do you think he killed somebody, or do you think he was trying to come oh, no. across? Oh, no, he definitely killed at least one woman. The man I saw in the shed bragged about being a ruthless killer. He took pride in claiming his victims. He was a monster. The man who's in the shed, I think he killed her. It's interesting you mentioned the shed. Jim Wilcox is the guy that got sent to jail for her murder. OK. This guy's got arrested and was in prison when they covered her body out in the river. Amy, do you think the guy in the shed is Jim Wilcox? I don't know. I don't know the name of the dead man in the shed, and I couldn't see his face clearly enough to sketch him. What I do know is he claimed to have killed the dead woman lying on the floor. Part I didn't tell you till now is they brought her body to the shed to do an autopsy. Oh, wow, okay. So Jim Wilcox is uh, convicted of murder and gets 30 years. Gets pardoned by the governor in 1918. In 1934, Wilcox blows his brains out with a shotgun. Pardon or no pardon, I'm convinced Wilcox did this murder. He strangled Nell in anger, panicked, and threw her body into the river. I've seen it a hundred times. As far as I'm concerned, there's no mystery about how Nell died. Ryan, you've seen the results of our investigation. You heard everything we, we uncovered. But the big pressing question is, is it safe for you and your family to stay here? Mm -hmm. With that, I have to turn it over to Amy. Um, so basically, there's some good news and then there's some bad news. But we'll start with the good news first. The elderly man, Charlie, is a really nice guy. I think he was a priest or a preacher, um, very religious, and um, just for some reason has an attachment here. No problems with him. The killer outside in the shed, you can kick him out. You just yeah, tell him to get out of the house and he's not allowed in here. And, and then the younger girl, her soul is no longer here. You may have, at some point, moved her on. And there's just this residual imprint of that emotional state that she was in. It's something that you can do and not even know you're doing it. Maybe when you were asleep, at some point, you mm -hmm. helped her go. 
I've had a lot of bizarre dreams about her. Really? Yeah. I was sitting in the kitchen, and she would come down the hallway, and she would just say, I really want you to help me. If you don't help me, you got in a car accident, your brother could be next. And I don't, I, it really scared me, because I had that dream every night for two and a half months. That might be something else. Really? Yeah. Here's the bad news. The problem is the house. My house? Yeah. Taking on her image and threatening you that way. The house has its own identity. And this house is angry. Like the other structures that I've dealt with that have had this, either burned down or are demolished. It's just like they're not meant to really be lived in. Basically, the house doesn't want us here. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because there's a lot of death actually attracted to the house. The night Nell went missing, everybody's lives got changed. Nell got murdered. Wilcox gets convicted, then kills himself afterwards. Nell's younger brother actually committed suicide by drinking carbolic acid in front of his wife and kids. What? Ollie winds up with colon cancer. She dies. Ollie's boyfriend killed himself also. I would just like to know what are some precautions that we could take? I mean, would it help having a priest come in and bless the house? There's really not anything you can do. So my concern is like illnesses in this house being a major issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are feeling ill, if it's an unusual illness, I would actually leave and go to a friend's house or another relative to recover. Ryan and his family have finally found some closure, knowing their experiences with the dead people are real. But that knowledge comes with a price. Their next move is really up to them. Death revolves around this house. I don't exactly know why, but I do feel that no one should live here, ever. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.